Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Good morning. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It's September 24th this week and I'm flying solo. I have a little late start here, but we got lots of news for you before next week, the big week, see if summit is coming. So let's jump straight into it. So first off, Adobe Security Bulletin, uh, ColdFusion 2018, Update 5, and ColdFusion 2016, Update 12 has been released. So uh, this is a big security fix. Uh, um, please check that out. Uh, these updates are resolved to critical and one important vulnerability that could lead to arbitrary code execution. So these are very important. Uh, make sure you get those updated immediately. Um, Brad also tweeted that they snuck in some non-security features to 2018. So the fat arrow support is one of them. And some more information can be found in the blog post. There's a coldfusion.adobe.com has a blog post released on it. And the helpx.adobe.com has a security product. Uh, page as well they get all the information from there so uh those are definitely very important uh one big thing to notice here is that 20 uh sorry 2018 and 2016 were included but cf11 was not included so last time there was a big security update we noticed that they actually made the update and rolled it back backported it for cf11 as well we thought maybe this is a, a good sign and if that's the case this one not being there is probably a bad sign so if you're on 20 sorry cf11 please uh make make those upgrade um set up and 2016 2018 and is obviously out and available and they're ready to be updated and 2020 is coming soon but uh if you're on cf11 or 9 or 8 or any of the other versions uh, it's time to upgrade for sure so big vulnerabilities mean big trouble so please jump into that get that taken care of as soon as you can and if you need help and support adobe can help you there so next in the news we see fusion reactor released 8.2.1 so this fixed a number of pesky bugs as they put out and we've had a couple of blog posts recently about some recent bugs so i'm not sure which of those have been um, fixed but if you go to fusionreactor.com slash download you can see where you can download the new version and there's also a link to find out all the information about the that uh, release of all the fixes and updates so fusion reactor is moving along nicely Another thing, surprisingly, from Adobe, uh, we're seeing quite a few blog posts recently, and we'll mention those in the blog section, but CF Mobile development is still alive. So I haven't heard anything about, you know, CF Mobile and CF Client for quite some time, but uh, just a few blog posts recently shows that Adobe's been updating their CF Mobile development piece, and so... Uh, they've added some more uh, server-side functionality and try to update that. So I'm not sure ex what exactly they've updated, um, but there's two blog posts, Uday Olga, uh, which I believe is speaking at CF Summit, has a couple of blog posts out. One is building a server-side, building server-side functionalities, rich mobile application using new CF mobile features. And there's another one, support for server-side tags and functions in CF mobile development. So if you guys are doing mobile development and you're curious how ColdFusion is doing this to help it, help you on their side, um, these two blog posts uh, are available. They're both on coldfusion.adobe.com. So if you're interested or curious, you know, go check those blog posts out. Uh, and like I said, it's kind of an interesting thing because um, 
Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it for a while. And uh, as Brad just said in the chat, he thought that they admitted that that was a mistake. But anyway, so <laughs> a couple of blog posts there. thought that was pretty interesting. So go check that out, guys. Um, and yeah, see how, how they do it and, you know, compare to what you're doing. Okay, well, that's the main news for right now. So the next up is our summit. Uh, new. So CF Summit is next week. So 30th uh, is Monday, the pre-conference. The, the conference itself is actually the first and second, Monday and Tuesday. And guess what? The early bird prices are still available. So if you're last minute early bird, you can still get the prices for $99. So um, if you haven't you know, got your ticket, obviously you're running out of time. Uh, next week is going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's going to be hot at the Mirage. First and second of October, Tuesday, Wednesday is the main conference. The training beforehand uh, is on the 30th, and it's going to be a, a good event. Uh, I'm getting prepared to head out there. Luis, Brad, Eric, and myself are going to be there with a, uh, you know, several Adobe speakers and a lot of community members. It's going to be a good time. Uh, if you're still thinking about going and you're not sure if you can pull it, um, the cfsummit.wevents.com speakers has a, you know, a list of all the speakers. You can see all the sessions and and get your ticket. Like I said, it's it's pretty pretty close now, so you better hurry if you're going to make a last minute adjustment there. Now they do have workshops as well. So we have been talking about the Adobe Confusion Specialist Certificate Program. So that's one of the pre-conference options. It does require some homework before you get there. So if you're signing up this late, you're going to have a lot of videos to watch this week. Uh, but there is a couple of extra sessions as well. So you can do Pete's Pete Freitag's hands-on Cold Fusion security workshop, or going from zero to 60 with Docker and Cold Fusion images with Charlie Earhart. And I had a blog, uh, you know, we had blog posts um, on his site about that session, and I also had a soapbox episode talking about that. And then Adobe Cold Fusion team is also doing a performance monitoring toolset workshop. So there's three trainings in addition to the specialist program if you'd like to do beforehand. But also, if you want to do training after, you can do training with Auto Solutions. So Auto Solutions, that's me. Me, Eric, are going to be doing the Coldbox Zero to Hero training after the conference. So on the Thursday and Friday, and Brad Wood and Luis Mahano are going to do Coldbox from Hero to Superhero, the API edition, uh, right after as well. And that is Thursday and Friday, and we're going to be holding that at the Area Tower Suites, which is just behind the strip, just not far from the Mirage at all. Uh, we're going to have an, a nice cozy setup. Uh, I think we're almost full, but there might be a seat or two left. So if you guys are still planning on going and you're trying to get some boot camp training as well, uh, we might have a couple of spots available there. If you go to autosolutions.com, uh, and you should see them uh, on the main uh, carousel. So you can click and register there. Um, those are going to be Thursday, Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and so great sessions, a lot of fun. Um, and if you use the podcast 10 discount code, you can get a 10% off the, the training there. Coming up a little bit later in October, Luis Mahano is going to be in Bangalore, India, and his uh, training there is actually sold out. So unfortunately, there aren't any spots left. We even extended it a little bit, uh, and he sold out. But it's going to be a great session, and I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes there. Uh, I know that Luis is really looking forward to, to doing some training in India. So um, if you guys are interested in, in finding out more about it or maybe meeting up with Luis, you know, hit him up on Twitter and maybe he'll have time to, you know, have a little meet up and he'd like to meet some Cold Fusion members in the area. So that'd be great. But at the same time, if you're not in India, you're over in Europe, 
CF camp is going to be going on, on October 17th and 18th. Um, so CF camp is, uh, looks like a great lineup this year. It's the 10th uh, anniversary of CF camp. So the, I can't believe they've been going that long, but they're still going strong. And this looks like a, it's going to be a, probably one of the best ones. We got a lot of great speakers, a lot of great content. Uh, Eric Peterson, Jorge Reyes and Brad Wood from Audis will be there. And there's a lot of great community members. Charlie Earhart, Nolan Irk, uh, and a lot of, you know, a lot of the usuals, but also a lot of new faces to a lot of great content. Um, so if you'd like, you can go up there, um, cfcamp.org slash sessions.html available. And the schedule has even been released. So they've been holding that tight to their chest and they've finally released the schedule. They promise not too many changes are <laughs> going to happen, but there's always a few. But if you guys want to check out what sessions are available and what times, uh, you can go ahead and check that out on cfcamp.org as well. Now there is training before CF Camp. Uh, there's still some spots left on Audis's training. So we're running the Cold Box Hero to Superhero. Brad Wood's going to be running that training. And then Eric Peterson is going to do a BDD with Test Box training. And those are two days prior. So 15th and 16th of October is the training. And then 17th and 18th is the conference. Now, if you're you know, not in the mood for the Audis trainees, there's also a PresideCon, which is like a Preside conference, just a one-day conference on October 16th. And there's a couple of other little pre-conferences too. Well, well I'm not sure about little, sorry. Just, uh, but two other uh, pre-conferences. One is centralize your logs with Elasticstack on October 16th. And there's another one, which is get into Linux, which I believe is just an afternoon on October 16th as well. If you go to cfcamp.org, you can click on pre-conferences and find out all of the details of those there. So if you're interested in the Audis camps, like I said, we do have a couple of spots left. Um, they are going pretty fast. Uh, you got a couple of weeks to, uh, you know, get everything located for that. So 15th and 16th, the conference is 17th and 18th. So, uh, Brad and Eric are getting all prepped for that. I know they're excited then. Uh, see if camp's always a good time. Okay. So now that's sort of the quick summary of our conferences there. So. Let's get into some of the blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. We have quite a few this week, as usual. Um, the first one is a tweet from Brad Wood. Obviously, uh, he wanted to call out that there was something missing from those Adobe security patches. So uh, his tweet says, new security patches from Adobe, and one thing is missing from the previous patches, called Fusion 11. Only 2016 and 18 were patched, which is a sign that CF11 users are now in the dark. Kick that upgrade in gear. So uh, good point, Brad. But he also did get to play with some of the, the updates too. So he said, Cold Fusion 2018 Update 5 included more than security patches. It also has the so-called fat arrow syntax support. So if you guys have used JavaScript, you've probably seen fat arrows, uh, ES6, you know, has them. And so it's, you know, just a shorter syntax. And he said he was able to test it a little early and it's fairly solid, but he uh, did find a few bugs and he reported them to Adobe for fixing. So, but for those of you, I know that uh, fat arrows are pretty, pretty exciting coming to the language. I know Lucy supports them, but now Cold Fusion is, uh, you know, trying to catch up on their support there too. So pretty cool. Also, uh, we had a blog from Ben Adel. And he just jumped on the upgrade bus. And so, uh, he was talking about how he upgraded his local blog site from Cold Fusion 10 to 2018. So he says, you know, Cold Fusion is generally backwards compatible. So he thought it'd be a pretty easy transition, but he did run into some issues. So this blog post talked about how when he was using Java loader, uh, he gained some weird issues because, um, he couldn't find 
couldn't find the real obvious solution. And then he realized that uh, the Java loader needs access to internal ColdFusion Java components in 2018, and there's some security that locks it down. So obviously, uh, lockdown is a good thing, but uh, you need to find that. And he didn't uh, see a whole lot of uh, results when he was searching Google for the answer. So he shared the, his sittings and, uh, you know, his findings there. So hopefully if you guys are upgrading, you won't have the same problem with Java loader. And so obviously the, his blog post is on benedow.com and the links will be in the show notes. Uh, also Pete Freitag, uh, blogged about passing environment variables into pseudo command. So for those of you uh, working in Linux a lot, obviously you use sudo a lot to make sure you have the right privilege to run the commands. Um, and sometimes you need to be passing variables into your sudo commands. Uh, and you wanted to let you know that if you're starting a new environment, uh, when you run sudo, basically you are starting a new environment with the root user. So previous shell environment variables don't get passed in. So he says there's a couple of ways to get around it and he spells it out on his so petefrytag.com slash item slash 877.cfm and you guys can see how to, to work around that now we also had another uh another blog post from michael Bourne. so this one is titled adobe you piece of work i'm through so it sounds <laughs> sounds like a little bit of a, a baity uh title there and um uh, and this opening paragraph states, lest that title and opening surprise or scare you, but let me put it simply, I'm fed up with Adobe's handling of Adobe Cold Fusion. The product stinks. The support and marketing stinks. This recent bait and switch pricing tactic is the last straw. So uh, this blog post uh, does let you know what he really thinks. But uh, one thing is not just ranting and raving and saying, you know, he's, he's sick of them. He gives you some good reasons. So he talks about, um, you know, some of the functionality of Adobe ColdFusion. And then he talks about, you know, some of the bug fixes and, you know, how they deal with the bugs and um, the, the tracker in general. Uh, and talks about the bait and switch pricing. So obviously we, we talked about the scandalous the EULA um, pricing issues recently. And so he, he talks more about that as well. So he just gives a bunch of reasons uh, that he's, you know, supporting Lucy and no longer wants to support Adobe. So uh, obviously everyone's open to their own opinion, but uh, if you wanted to get some information, he's got a lot of stuff there. So if you want to do some research on, on that, he has some, some good information and obviously, uh, he's just letting everybody know why he, he thinks what he thinks. And uh, Michael's been doing a lot of work lately in the community. And uh, so it's interesting to see his point of view. Uh, he also has uh, been doing some Twitch live streams lately as well. So if you guys follow him on Twitter, you'll probably see when he's uh, going to get his Twitch stream up and running. And I think he's going to be running another one at 6 p.m. Central on Wednesday. So uh, if you guys are interested, in, um, he's got a, you know, a pretty cool little stream he's just sort of live coding and you know if you guys want to jump on there uh, it'd be, it's pretty fun okay we also have another blog post from isomation so this is titled cfml functional programming approach so basically uh, this one's kind of interesting just talking about how you know usually programmers do a lot of work copying and pasting uh and you know we've always done that and whatever um but basically 
you know, it's never too late to start doing things right. And so he's talking about functional programming and, you know, what it is and what, how it applies to cold fusion and, you know, how you can sort of step up your code or improve things. So, uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, a good little starting point. He's got a couple of links out to some other places. Um, but if you guys don't know what functional programming is, maybe that's a good place to start. So, and obviously we support modernizing, you know, cold fusion and this is one way to do it. Functional program is pretty neat and you can do some pretty cool things with it, um, making it more understandable, but also cleaner code. So, so check that out. Uh, I did mention earlier that um, the CF mobile stuff has been blocked about a little bit. So we have those two blog posts um, by Uday Ogre, who is speaking at CF Summit, I confirmed. Um, so one is building a server-side functionalities rich mobile application using CF mobile features. Um, so this basically builds a simple mobile application that extensively uses those server-side tags and functionalities. Uh, so that one runs you through that. And then there's another one, which is uh, talking about the support for server-side tags and functions in CF Mobile development. In that article, they talk about the recent changes to CF Mobile, which helps in developing end-to-end -end mobile applications. So um, this is pretty interesting. As Brad mentioned before, the previous lead on, on CF Mobile and CF Client was actually RAM, and he had left years ago. So uh, it was interesting that they've made some changes there. Um, so I wonder what the new life has been put in there. So if you want to check those out, those are on coldfusion.adobe.com. Uh, if you look for CF Mobile, I'm sure those will pop up. Uh, we also have another one from Pete Freitag talking about development SSL TLS with command box. So Pete was um, talking about how he's been working on upcoming uh, training. So the one at CF Summit, the Cold Fusion security training class. And usually he has it in a VM to make it real easy for you. Download the VM before you get there. And then you spin up the VM and everything you need is in there. So it's really neat. Um, he basically wanted to, you know, since he's a big fan of command box, wanted to set it up fully using command box instead of using Apache and the CF installer. So he's gone through that process. Uh, and so in order to teach certain sections, they need HTTPS. So he basically gave you a quick rundown how you set it up on Linux. And therefore, you know, if you're on a Mac, most of those steps will work too. So if you wanted to check that out, that's at petefrytag.com slash item slash 876.cfm. So uh, it's a good little walkthrough and shows you what you need to do to get everything up and running SSL locally. Now, another tweet from Jay is painting. Now, I'm not sure who that is, um, but Jay is painting is the, the Twitter name. But uh, he said, hey, look, one of my tweets is in a Roy Hunt blog post. No, really, go look and implement the, the lithnet underscore IO AD plus have I been pwned or pawn pwned code. So, um, Basically, if you guys remember, um, uh, Troy Hunt done a lot of blog posts about the, you know, all the, all the passwords being owned and there's millions of passwords out there that have been, you know, basically found out and most used and whatnot. And so he's got a good blog post there. And the, the tweet continues saying, if you run CFML on ColdFusion or Lucy, you can grab his HIVP slash CFC password checker. And so he's got a, uh, github.com slash J is painting. And there's actually a repo there, which has a little tool to check to see if you've been owned. So if your password's been, you know, corrupted. And so, uh, we've got the link here, uh, in the show notes to get to his Twitter, the actual tweet. And then from there, his Twitter account as well. And so, uh, if you guys are doing anything with security, 
and you're not using a password checker, you may want to look at this, this little option. And this basically checks to make sure that your password that someone is trying to use is not one of the most, you know, well, one owned, but also most commonly owned passwords out there. So this is another little check you can add to your validation. Uh, so it's pretty neat. Okay. And we also have the, the blog post. So if you do want to find out more about those, uh, those passwords, I guess it's version five now. So two years to the day, he wrote about the passwords evolved, uh, the authentication guidance for the modern era. Uh, and basically, you know, that blog post that Troy wrote was, you know, built up on top of NIST, NCSC, and then Microsoft and how you should be doing authentication today. And so that blog post is at troyhunt.com slash owned passwords version five with dashes so p w n e d dash passwords dash version dash five uh, and that sort of gives you a rundown on everything in the version five there and if you scroll down there you can see jay is paintings tweet in that blog post so evagoras has also been busy um, blogging some more uh, so he has a Forgebox cold box module that he just released for Lucy Server 5.33 for scheduled tasks. So he was working on a scheduled task user interface uh, and decided, you know, he would basically build that up uh, and, you know, make it work just like the administrator. So he couldn't find one, so he built one. And he pretty much did it with Bootstrap and jQuery, and he threw it up there as a module on Forgebox. So if anybody else needs a module to help look after their uh, Lucy scheduled tasks, they can just install this from Forgebox. And so if you go to evagoras.com, you can find that blog post how we talked about this cold box module for the Lucy server just to do all that. Uh, thanks again for building that and sharing it. It's uh, good to see the community, you know, helping out here and there. Okay, there's also a tweet here from Brad Wood. I'm not sure who he is. Uh, <laughs> he was tweeting that the latest version of command box .env 1.7.1 lets you have a global .box .env file that loads default variables into the CLI every time you start it, regardless of which working directory you're in. So basically, if you always have a you know a Lucy password that you want on every server, now you can put this in your your home directory uh, your your squiggly forward slash dot env dot box dot env and then now you'll have all your you know your set passwords and maybe your settings for mail servers or whatever else that you want to use for everything can be added into that box env and then those environment variables will be available for every single site that you start up in command box so that's pretty neat and if you remember lucy 5.3.4 no longer allows you to set the password for an administrator, Lucy administrator, from the URL in the browser. So you have to set one another way. And so if you have that, now every time you start up a site, the password's already set. You don't have to worry about it. So pretty good. Okay. So we only have one job listed uh, on Twitter this week, and that was a, another post for that whole Fusion software developer which is full-time for Webstaurant store in Tampa, Florida. So um, the job description starts saying, looking for the startup field, but with a well-established, still rapidly growing company, do you desire to work on a variety of projects? Want to become an integral part of forming a development team at a satellite location in Tampa due to expansion? This is an opportunity for you. So uh, obviously the, the link is from getcfml.com jobs.com 
If you go check that out, they have a lot more detail. It's got a pretty good description there, and you can find out more about the company, webstaurantstore.com slash careers, and find out more about them. But looks like a good opportunity for a Cold Fusion developer if you're looking for work in the Florida area. Okay, let me just check the chat and see what's going on here. Okay. Sounds like everyone's just talking a little bit about the the CF Mobile and InLeague looks like they're talking about updating their Docker guide. And if you guys are using Docker, by the way, uh, uh, Sam Knowlton over at uh, InLeague has been working on this Docker guide and sort of documenting some of the things they're doing and making it available. We'll have to share that link soon. We'll have to get it, but I know he's been working hard on that and uh, they're just talking about that. So pretty cool. Okay, so let's move on to the Forgebox module of the week. So this is a module I use all the time. And if you're using content box, you're probably using it. Uh, and if you're using uh, CBRM, you're definitely using it. So the module of the week this week is CB validation. So this module allows you to have a server side rules valida uh, validation engine that can provide you with a single approach for, um, you know, working with objects, structs, and form validation. Um, it's a pretty cool setup. Um, we use a lot with CBRM, as I mentioned. So if you have uh, an object uh, in CBRM, uh, you can set a constraint struct inside of your uh, object, and then you can use CB validation to say, hey, validate my object. And so for each field in your object, um, it can you know have if it's required or not, what the type is. You can even set up your own custom validator. So maybe if you're doing a password validation, uh, you can make sure that the password is not on that list from that CFC we mentioned earlier in that Troy Hunt blog post. So the custom validator allows CB validator to know what to call to go and get the validation. Uh, and what it does is when you call a validate on an object or a struct, uh, it'll give you back a list of the, the issue. So if you have a form validation, for example, and all your variables are in, you know, a struct, so they're you know, the, the URL scope, form scope, etc. Or if you're using cold box, it would be inside of the RC scope. Then what you could do is say, hey, I want to validate the RC struct and you could give it a list of all the, the requirements. And so you can say this field is, you know, required. This field is required with a minimum length, etc. You could say this field is required, the maximum value of this. So you can pass all those in as a struct. It's just basically, you know, a struct with a, all the all the validation rules you have. Um, and then it gives you back a list of all the pro uh, problems. So you could use that and to, to spit back a, you know, a list of errors or whatnot uh, and quickly validate your form. Um, it's really nice. Uh, we've been doing a lot of work with that, tying into things like CB security as well. Uh, and so we're doing a big push on that lately with Audis. And so the CB validation module has been updated recently. So it's been, you know, basically 65,000 installs of the CB validation module. Uh, we're up to like version 17 now, I believe, since we've moved this over to Forgebox. So it's a great little module. And like I say, just simple little things like, you know, everyone writes validation rules. Um, I think it's pretty important to have a, you know, the one way to do things. So this gives you a whole lot of code um, that you don't have to worry about rewriting every time you do, you know, form validation or whatnot. Uh, the cool thing about it too is those rules are simple enough now that 
Andrew and I actually had an idea about creating something for the front end to be able to fire off, you know, use the same rules. Um, so I think we should build something because I think it'd be nice if we had like a view module that basically read in CV validation constraints and actually, you know, use them inside view validate or, or something like that. It'd be pretty neat. Then you could have the same set of rules front and back. So anyway, CV validation, you can box install CV validation and it's available in Forgebox. So go there and check out the, the documentation, uh, but it's definitely a cool module and save you a lot of time. Don't reinvent the wheel, people. Okay. So the VS, the VS Code hints, tips, and tricks of the week. Today, I'm going to talk about Regex Previewer. So uh, if you know me, you probably know I don't like Regex very much. <laughs> it's always uh, hard to remember. It's hard to know what matches. And so this little uh, plugin, basically the extension, allows you to uh, have regex on one pane. So if you have a side-by-side -side document open, you can have a document open on the right-hand side. And then as you type the regex on the left, it'll actually go and show you, highlight on the right-hand side, which of those uh, values actually match. So it's one of those things that's pretty neat. Uh, I know that regexer.com is a pretty cool tool, and if you haven't used that, I definitely recommend it for regex. But it's kind of nice that you can do this straight inside your you know, VS Code. So in your second document, just be a text file or something with a bunch of options, and as you type in your regex, you can see the match. So uh, it's called Regex Previewer. It's by Christoph Marti. It's got about 120,000 downloads, uh, five stars. Sounds like a pretty cool little tool. And again, if you're using much regex, uh, nice little neat little thing to add to VS Code just to make your life a little easier. Okay, so with that done, we get to the Patreon. So again, uh, we 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 like to support, uh, thank all our supporters. Sorry, the Patreon supporters, uh, you know, help us help order solutions, uh, run things like this this podcast Forgebox, and all of our open source documentation and products so we thank them uh you know without you guys it'd be hard to to do this and obviously we you know we appreciate all the support whether it's a pull request documentation or patreon accounts as well now patreon uh does have a lot of different packages. So if you guys are a Patreon supporter, there are different options. So if you're an individual, there's smaller packages. If you're a business, there's bigger packages too with different benefits. So if you go to the order solutions site under slash about us slash sponsors, you can see the whole page and it gives you a link to Patreon, which you can see all the different levels. We have Star Wars themed packages so if you want to become a jedi or padawan it's up to you but we do support uh you know we thank you all of you for your support and if you guys are at cf summit or cf camp come and talk to us come and say hi you know let us know we'd like to meet you guys a lot of the names on this list we've met before um, but some of you guys are newer and you know we want to say thank you in person too so we appreciate it so i'm going to run through the list real quick uh, thanks, Andrew Davis, Brian White, Calvin Stanton, Dali, Dan Card, Daniel Garcia, David Bellinger, Didia Lesnicki, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, Jeremy Adams, John Farrar, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamery, Laxma Tidurhati, Matthew Clemente, Richard Herbert, Samuel Knowlton, Scott Steinbeck, VJ, and Yogesh Mather. So, 
we thank you all. Uh, really appreciate everything you're doing to help support the community and, and all the solutions. And hopefully we're, we're doing everything we can to make it worth it for you guys. So I know it's short and sweet. You've had to hear me blabber on this whole time. Uh, sorry. Uh, a little late start here. So it threw off the other host. So sorry, Brad and Andrew. I couldn't get, get everything running earlier, but, uh, hopefully you guys still enjoyed this and, Next week, CF Summit, we hope to have a, a special live episode for you. Not sure of the timing yet or the, the location, but we'll get it out there. So make sure you guys like and subscribe this on YouTube to get that instant notification when we go live. And hopefully we'll uh, have something a little special for you there. If you're there, please come say hi to me, Brad, Andrew. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of other oldest people there. We're bringing a whole group. Uh, we have a booth there, so come say hi. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. So thanks everybody for listening and hopefully I'll see a lot of you next week. Thanks everybody. Have a good one. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.